A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. The young man would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger? I will get up and go to my father, and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you, and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a kid goat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord.
Jesus tells this story in response to the complaints from the good religious people of his time. This man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. Rather than paying attention to the prodigal, it seems to me that the focus of this story is on those good religious people who make a habit of judging others. The story begins simply enough. There was a man who had two sons. In the Bible, the story of the younger and older brother is told more than any other story. Cain and Abel, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau. Joseph was the youngest of eleven brothers, and David, the youngest of Jesse's sons. At the beginning of the story, we are told, the father divided his property between them. We tend to imagine that the younger son took his inheritance, leaving the father and the older brother with the remaining share of the estate. The father, however, gave his inheritance to both sons, so the older brother has his inheritance the entire time. The father has given away everything. The story is often read as a parable of forgiveness. The younger son returns home with a prepared speech of repentance that turns his father's heart toward him, who welcomes him home. But notice, while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. In that culture, to see an elder man gather up his robes and run to meet the son would have been such a cultural shock that Jesus' listeners might have gasped. This is not the action of one who is waiting to see if the son is repentant enough before slaughtering the fatted calf. And what sin is there in asking for your inheritance? Even so, the father gave it to him. The younger son, who is good at taking things, took his speech right out of the mouth of Pharaoh. Pharaoh hurriedly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Do forgive my sin just this once and pray to the Lord your God that at least he remove this deadly thing from me. Pharaoh is only faking penitence, hoping to get the plagues to stop. The son is not repentant. He's just hungry. The father doesn't even respond to the son. And in fact, at this point in the story, the younger son disappears. So now it could be any two sons. So let's look at twin brothers, Jacob and Esau. You'll remember that Jacob came out of the womb holding on to his older brother's heel Jacob means heel grabber, but that's not all he grabbed. Jacob also stole his older brother's inheritance. The two brothers lived far apart, but over the years Jacob sent many gifts. Although he wanted to reconcile with his brother, he could never bring himself to go. Finally, Jacob set out to meet Esau the night before Jacob wrestled with someone in the dark. It might have been an angel. It could have been God. Jacob could not see his face. 
In the morning, as Jacob went to meet his brother, Esau saw him coming. He ran to meet Jacob, embraced him, and fell on his neck and kissed him. In quoting Genesis 33, Jesus is performing a mime for the Pharisees. They know their scripture. They know that it was Esau, not the father, who embraced the younger brother who had stolen his inheritance. Jacob then speaks one of the most beautiful lines in all of Scripture. To see your face is like seeing the face of God. We will only see the face of God when we are ready to face our brother. Notice that the elder brother was in the field. Cain, the elder brother, came in angry from the field. The father goes out to him, just as he went to meet the younger brother. The elder brother resists him, this son of yours. You killed the fatted calf for him, but never gave me a kid goat to celebrate with my friends. This is Cain, complaining that his sacrifice was not accepted. God accepted Abel's offering, the sheep from the flock, but had no regard for Cain's offering from the land. Apparently, the elder son never thought to celebrate with his friends until his father threw a party for that son of his. What the elder son has done is put himself into competition with his younger brother when there is no need for competition. This sort of mimetic rivalry creates a stumbling block in the way of forgiveness. The father says to him, Child, your brother. The father is calling him back into relationship. The elder brother is living in the father's house, but he is resentful, as if he has been cheated, as if the father had been unjust to him. All that is mine is yours. I gave you everything at the same time I gave your brother his inheritance. Then, the father who has been giving himself away at every turn disappears from the story so that we might find our way to one another. Two weeks ago, on the mountain of transfiguration, the voice spoke from the cloud, This is my chosen one. Listen to him. The heavenly voice is turning our gaze not toward heaven, but toward each other. God will no longer be speaking from on high, but in the voice of the one standing next to us. For to see your face is like seeing the face of God. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. We had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found.